That's all, all, all that matters is winning at this point. Nothing else matters. Stats don't matter. None of the Pro Bowls don't matter. That was a <laughs> stolen ring that I thought I was going to get. I thought I was going to get one as a rookie. I was like, oh, this is easy. Well, I would hope that that isn't the dinner dish. I, I assume that that's where it starts. Well, there's nothing wrong with a little pancakes for dinner. Come on, breakfast for dinner is also pretty fun. Welcome into the lounge. Tough loss to the Patriots and another big game coming up. But you know what, Garrett? You know what? Things are a little salty around Baltimore right now following that Patriots loss. And you know me. You know, we come in after a loss on a, on a typical Monday when we come into the office together. And, and you know, we it's unfiltered. It's unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> but I am Mr. Optimistic this week. Okay? Oh. Glass is half full this week. Okay, I and guess- I'm not just saying, you know, it's not all rainbows and sunshine, obviously. Uh, but I, I just... I'm sensing a little too much down from you, from you, Garrett, and the rest of Baltimore. Well, I, uh, I'm i if we were having this conversation on Monday morning at 10 a.m., I'm curious if you would have been Mr. Optimistic at that point. No, I, even Sunday night when we were talking about it. You felt me, good. Me, me, you, and the com. I didn't feel good. But me, you, and the com man, I was like, ah, you know. Blase, blase, blase. You know, given my different reasons for why this wasn't such an embarrassing loss. Well, look, I think that there is obviously negativity in Baltimore right now. All of it goes back to, as we've talked about a million times this year, all of it goes back to we're just comparing it to last year. And last year looked, felt easy. And it was so fun. All really, really from that Seahawks game from the rest of the way. It was, it was so much fun. Um, and so when it doesn't look like that and you're you're struggling on offense a little bit more and you're losing to a Patriots team that's three and five, there's frustration. And I, I think the bigger, you know, thing that's more concerning than just some of the frustrations over the course of the year is now the injuries are piling up. I thought that was the thing that was most disappointing about the Patriots game. Sure, the loss it, it stunk, but I thought you could attribute that to there was weather, there was some really ill timed offensive miscues. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's concerning for me moving forward are the injuries. It, it oh, just, for sure. I mean, injuries are a big problem. It's it's an issue. You lose you lose Nick Boyle, who does so much under the radar, but he's so good. The offensive line. I've been talking about the offensive line since since March, and it's just gotten worse because of the injuries. Um, and you know, and now Skur is dealing with the issues on the snaps. So that is like the concern moving forward beyond just, oh man, it sucks to lose to the Patriots in that game. I completely agree. The injuries are a problem, but Brandon Williams and Clayus Campbell are going to come back. We don't know about whether it's going to be for this Sunday's game. Against sure hope the it is. Titans. I hope so. We don't know. Uh, but they're going to be back in not that long. Okay, so the defense, you know, Jimmy Smith, I assume is going to be back in not that long. He missed the past two weeks? No, He just missed one game. Week. He's just, just last week game. with yeah. the ankle. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's really on offense. Okay. But here's why I'm not, sorry, let's take a pause and say, we are going to get to our guest today, which is Derek Wolf. Yes. Who we have confirmed is not injured. So (laughs) we got a healthy guy on the D line. That's, Um, that's the starting point. I guess starting point. That's the starting point. Um, so, but anyway, here's why I don't feel as down in the dumps about the offense as I think a lot of people around Baltimore do. I think Lamar Jackson's kind of starting to, to feel it. I think he's kind of starting to put it together a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I was like really worried. I was really worried two or three weeks ago 
when I thought he just like the body language, the completion percent, all that just wasn't good. I kind of start, I kind of think he's starting to heat up. Okay. And I mean, he threw for 249 yards against New England he in a, a monsoon. Yeah. In he... a monsoon. That was the second most passing yards he's had this season. Yeah. He, he completed 70% of his passes. The week before in Indy, Indiana, Indi- Jesus, Indiana, Indianapolis, Indianapolis. There we go. He completed eighty-two percent of his passes. That was a season high. Okay, I kind of think Lamar's heating up a little bit, and and he's going to have to because the <laughs> Ravens are going to have to throw the ball more. I think without Nick Boyle out there and with the offensive line that's being shuffled, you know, yeah. that, that, there's a lot of question marks. That's the silver lining. And the only silver lining, and I would prefer not to have this silver lining, as always. I'd rather have the gold lining. <laughs> but the silver lining is, with Nick Boyle's injuries, is that we're going to find out about Lamar Jackson. We're going to see whether he can kind of carry a passing offense. Now, I'm not, I don't think the Ravens are all of a sudden going to go 80% pass. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not who they are. But it's going to be heavier pass, and we're going to see it. Because, uh, you know, and, and I hope that one day, one day, Garrett, we look back on this day, November 19th, 2020, and we say this was the day when we knew that Lamar Jackson was going to take the next step as a passer, right? Yeah. And we're going to see it over the course of the season. That's a, that, that is a needed step in Lamar Jackson's career progression, and I think this may have, let's hope, this may accelerate it a little bit. Well, you- the Ravens have talked about how you build your offense, you build your team around your strengths. Last year, their strengths obviously were running the football, and they had three really good tight ends, probably the best overall tight end group. I think pretty clearly the best overall tight end group in the league. Yeah. That three-headed monster is now a one-headed monster, and it's, it's Mark Andrews with Hayden Hurst in Atlanta and now the injury to Nick Boyle. So they're not going to be able to run some of the same things, some of the heavy packages that they have in the past two years with these tight ends. Like, that is going to change the offense. I, Nick does so much in the running game. He does so much as an extra blocker and when protection is needed. Like, the Ravens are going to have to pass more. I think they're going to have to pass more. I don't think they're going to be as good of a running team without Nick Boyle on this offense and the, and the injuries on the offensive line. So, I, I could see this. There is going to be more on Lamar's shoulders. I agree with you that I think he's heating up. I like. I thought the offense played well on Sunday. I thought Greg Roman dialed up a good game plan. I really did. Um, I thought that um, they were in good position. Basically, what killed the they offense just blew their foot off. They, they just, they just ill-timed mistakes. Ill-timed mistakes. The interception before halftime. Lamar was trying to make a play. I get that. I like that aggressiveness, but it was a bad decision. Hollywood was covered, and it was it was it was an unnecessary play. Um, I think that was well, a bad... he didn't he didn't throw it outside enough. It just wasn't a, a great throw. I don't you know. I mean, how many times did we say, "Hey, one on one, give your guy a chance"? He just didn't make a great throw, in my yeah. opinion. And Holly did would didn't make a great play on the ball. Yeah. So there you go. But I don't I don't fault the I don't fault the decision as much as I do the execution on that. Yeah. Um, but he, the thing the thing about the offense, like to what you're saying, and it's not. Of course, every team has mistakes every game, right? It's not like you can just be like, hey, it was a great game if we didn't make mistakes. Yeah. You yeah. know? But these are, like, obvious, like, big time. I mean... In big moments. The snaps. In, in right, big in moments. big moments. Like, the snaps, that is hopefully an anomaly. You know what I mean? Like, like that's not going to happen every game to cost you. Lamar Jackson isn't going to turn the ball over four times in, you know 
almost never. That was a career high against Pittsburgh. So it's not like, and really, in both those games, despite those huge atypical mistakes that really changed the game, the Ravens still should have won both games, in my opinion. Yeah. They still should have won both. The Ravens, this is why I don't feel so bad about having three losses. Because in my opinion, the Ravens only really got beat, beat once. The Kansas City Chiefs beat us. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah. That was bad. But the, the, these past two losses, in my opinion, the Ravens should have beat the Steelers. Yeah, the should've difference beat. there is you feel like you feel like you beat yourselves against the Steelers and exactly. against the Patriots. If the Ravens stop beating themselves, they won't take so many L's, <laughs> right? So, and, and I think that they are certainly more than capable of doing that. And so, I think I, I think that there is something to be said for being battle tested and having to deal with some of these losses and deal with adversity. They didn't. They just didn't deal with much adversity last year. They just didn't. Yeah. Um, and and so when you, when that's the case, okay, great. You know, you would prefer to win every game, no question about it. But there is something to be said for dealing with adversity. They're dealing with it this year, um, and I think that is going to help them uh, in the long term. Now we're going to welcome adversity in- that doesn't help them is season-ending injuries. That yeah, does that, not help you in any way. No, no. There's there's no lesson to be learned in that. You know, um, so. Um, that is going to be difficult. Um, but before we welcome in our guests, we want to remind our fans to take a Crown Royal water break and moderate your drinking. Crown Royal Canadian whiskey. So with all that said, let's talk to a guy who knows what it takes to win a Super Bowl. He's done it. He's seen it. He's been to two Super Bowls. So let's go ahead and welcome in our guest, Derek Wolf, right after we take this quick break. With every new season, there's new challenges to overcome. And Ram trucks are built to crush every single one of them. They're powerful, dependable. They're the back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. But beneath that hardened exterior, the Ram 1500 offers a standard of comfort with rear legroom designed for a comfortable lead. And the available rear auto-leveling air suspension found in the Ram 3500 is beyond smooth. So for big cash allowances and exceptional lease offers, go to Ram.com today. All right, Derek, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Uh, so when we talked to you back in uh, March when the Ravens signed you, one of the things we talked about was that they brought you here to stop the run. And obviously Derek Henry is a guy who knows how to run the football pretty well, and stopping him is one of the guys uh, they wanted you to be here to. Uh, you know, They had him in mind, I think, when they signed you. So how do you feel going into this week's game against the Titans? Uh, I feel pretty good about it. I'm pretty confident in uh... – and our ability to stop the run. Obviously, the Titans are going to come in here and they're going to try to run the ball for sure. You know, so uh, you know, I'm pretty confident in our guys, and uh, I think I think we're going to be able to stop this stop this guy. You know, I think we got to do everything we possibly can to stop that run because the strength of our defense, you know, the strength of our team is our defense right now. So, you know, if we can't stop the run, then uh, you know we have no hope. So we got to we got to get back on track. You know, every 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 uh, every champion has a as a, I like to call it humble pie, right? You know, we got fed some humble mm-hmm. pie last week. You know, nobody's really been able to run the ball on us. And, you know, we got the ball ran on us last week. So we got to make sure we go out there this week and shut it down and make it a, a, no question. You know, obviously he's going to get a couple here and there, but, you know, nothing, no big runs got to stop those splash plays because that's what Derrick Henry does. He kills you. They run, 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 run. And then finally he busts a big one and, you know, it takes your confidence away. So you just got to move on to the next snap and, uh, just keep grinding, keep pushing, keep keep working. 
I like pumpkin pie a lot more than humble pie. <laughs> Absolutely. What is your favorite type of pie? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Okay. All right. That my kind of guy. Do you like pumpkin beer? No. Really? You 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 just stop short on the pumpkin beer. I mean, I just I don't know. Like, if I'm gonna drink a beer, I'm gonna drink a beer. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want you want you want you want a manly beer. Whoa, Gary! Is that what, is that what you're saying? Hey, I, I mean, I love pumpkin Whoa. beer, so I'm not hating on pumpkin. Each their own. I'm not judging. <laughs> you know derek i wanted to have you on the pod today because this has turned into an episode of survivor okay and i wanted to make sure that all your vital signs were good and that you're good to play because what the hell has happened to the defensive line dude calais and brandon man it's just it's football it's a physical game man especially in the trenches and you know you know i was banged up a little early in early in the season right Nobody's at this point in the season. Like, show me a guy in the league that is at a, at a hundred percent, and I'll call you a liar because <laughs> you know it just doesn't happen. You know, you don't stay, you don't stay a hundred percent. So, I mean, with with those injuries, how much do you feel kind of lands on your shoulders? You know, I mean, it's it's you and and Justin Ellis are kind of the vets on the defensive line, and then some young guys. How much do you kind of put on your shoulders to be that leader out there? You know, uh, you know, I try to lead. I try to lead with my play. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't try to, I don't really say a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I just try to coach those guys up whenever I see something. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't really feel any, you know, pressure is either, either felt or applied. So, you know, I don't really feel pressure. I just try to, I just try to, I don't have to, pl- I just keep playing my game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just going to keep doing what I do. I'm not going to try to do anything extra, you know, because that's when you get, that's when mistakes happen. You know, you just keep doing what you do, what's been working for you for your whole career. And, you know, everything will work out. Mm-hmm. So you you talked about how you know every team kind of has to go through a tough patch and get served that humble pie. How would you sort of assess describe the mood like this week after the Patriots game? Obviously everyone was ticked off and it's disappointing and it was nasty weather. It just it just was bad, you know, it just it just left a bad taste. How how would you kind of describe the mood this week? I would say I would, you know, I think that you know with with the everything that's going on with this COVID and, you know, with the owners talking about going to an early playoff, an 18 playoff, we have, every game is like a playoff game. You know, it has been for the last two weeks. And, you know, it felt like we lost a playoff game last week. So it's like, okay, we got another chance to bounce back here against a team that beat us last year. And, you know, a team that we, that, that we know well. So it's like, we came into practice yesterday and it was full pads, 30 degrees outside and it, we had probably one of the best practices this season that we've had, you know, and nobody was, nobody was complaining. Nobody was whining and nobody was feeling sorry for themselves. It's just, look, man, you get, to, we gotta, we gotta move on to the next one. We can't think about the last one. Just gotta fix what, fix what we did wrong and come back and just try to get a win. That's all, all, all that matters is winning at this point. Nothing else matters. Stats don't matter. None of the pro bowls don't matter. You know, we got to win so that if something happens, we got to make sure we got our spot solidified in that, in the playoffs does it feel like there's kind of been like this uh shot across the bow like this like scare because you know going into the season it was almost all the talk around the team was well you went 14 to 2 last year like can you get to the super bowl this year that was the talk can you get to the super bowl now all of a sudden it's like well geez like this is gonna be we're gonna be fight scratching and clawing to get in the playoffs now because it's so competitive in the afc do you feel do you kind of feel like the team has has gotten a warning shot almost that's what like it's that humble pie, you know. When yeah. People, when you start reading your own press clippings, sometimes you know, it can come back to bite you. 
you know, you start reading all the good things that people say about you and, you know, we'll see who really rides with us right now. You know, like who, who really rides with this team? Who's really, who's really here to, to win a Super Bowl? Who's really, you know, cause I've, you know, I've been a part of teams that, that we made it to the Super Bowl that we had a, you know, we were just running through teams the whole season and then we get to the Super Bowl and lose. And, I'm the, and then the team that I was with in the, with the Broncos that won the Super Bowl, you know, we, we didn't win games by more than seven points. Like mm-hmm. every game was like last, last play of the game winners, you know what I mean? Last drive winners. And it was like all put on the defense to go, go out there and do it. So, you know, and then we made it to the, the, the easiest game that we had on defense was in the Super Bowl, you know, because it just <laughs> came together for us. So, you know, we played, we, I just think that, I think that we're going to be in that same kind of situation where, as a D, you know, we have look at all the injuries on the other side of the ball as well. You know, we have, we're lucky that we're lucky that we didn't have any season ending injuries on our, right. side, especially in the front. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, you know, we gotta we gotta be able to complement our offense, and our offense has to be able to complement us. And uh, you know, as long as they don't turn the ball over and they can keep scoring points like they're doing, you know, we should be fine. I'm curious why, like, what made this practice on Wednesday so great? I just think it was the the sense of urgency. You know what I mean? It was the, there was a sense of urgency out there, you know, of, of what we need to do, how we need to do it. And everybody was getting their job done. You know, our offense, their offense line was playing tough and, you know, doing the right, doing the right blocks, putting the blocks in there the way we need to see it. And, uh, you know, every, just playing physical, you know what I mean? Stop the running back, not letting him run through and, you know, just doing the little things get you a long way. It's, it's interesting because you don't see many, I mean, it's no secret. There's not a ton of physical practices in the NFL. Once you get to November and December, most of those physical practices are happening early in the season in training camp and they kind of dial it back. Um, so it's interesting. You know, when I saw the team in full pads yesterday, it was kind of clear that it was, it was going to be one of those days like you're talking about where they, you know, you get after it a little bit. Yeah. And you know, that's always tough coming, you know, coming from a physical game we just played, you know, on a Sunday night and then, you know, two days later you're back out there in full pads again. You know, it's a sense of urgency. You have to have a sense of urgency. It'd be a different story if we went out there and stuffed the run and shut that, shut the, shut them out. And you know, you know, we could probably come in and relax a little bit and put, you know, take care of ourselves. But there was no time for that. We got young guys that have to be ready to go. You know, we got these young D linemen, you know, that are that are playing good. But we got to, they got to play better. You know, they just, it's just the way it is. You mentioned last year's playoff loss, and obviously you weren't part of the team then, but you st- seem like you still feel it. Like that, that is resonating throughout the team this week. Is that true? Yeah, because I've been a part of, like I said, I've been a part of teams that I, for four years straight in Denver, I was the number one seed. We were the number one seed in the AFC, and we only, got, we, we only got one ring out of it. We lost twice, once to the Ravens in the first round, in the divisional round, and then we lost to the Colts again. Two sorry, years sorry about that. <laughs> yeah that was awful that was a stolen ring that i thought i was gonna get i was gonna get one as a rookie i was like oh this is easy <laughs> and then uh the next season we made it to the super bowl got you know molly by the by the seahawks and then you know we had a, a really good football team that third my third season there and we lost in the first the first uh divisional round to um the colts you know and then finally we just barely got that first you know miami beats new england and puts us in the number one seed in 2015 and the playoffs had to come through Denver and it just, everything worked out for us. So I, you know, I've been a part of teams that, that were 14, you know, we were for 14 and two and lost in the first round, you know, win 12 games then losing the first round. It's like, you know, what, you know, what, what can you do? You know, it's just like, you gotta be, you gotta be ready to go when January gets here. You know what I mean? You gotta put your, set yourself up for January and make sure everybody is healthy and ready to go by January. 
that is you you have an interesting perspective on that. Like, do you feel like the team that you won a Super Bowl with in Denver was the best team that you played on? No. Right. Like, I feel like the Ravens team in 2011 was better than the Ravens team in 2012, and the Ravens won it in 2012, but it doesn't matter. I mean, well, the 2019 the tw- team might have been the best of all. And the 2019 team was probably the best team in team history, potentially, but they didn't win it. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, do, is that something that you at all talk to? Do you talk about that and basically say, like, right now, it doesn't look as as clean as it did last year for the Ravens. Everything last year looked so easy and it was just, it, everything worked and, and it's a, little, a bit more of a grind this year. And there's a team six and three right now and not completely running away with games like they did at times last year. But I guess the point is like, it doesn't matter if you, if it looks great and you get bounced in the first round, you can be a struggle like the year that you won a Super Bowl in Denver. But once you get to the playoffs, it doesn't matter if it looks bad. If you win games, that's all that's important. All that matters is winning. It doesn't matter if you win by one point or 50 points. A win is a win. So you just got to do whatever you got to do to win. Uh, and, you know, I think that I think that you can get – I know that in Denver, having Peyton Manning and having, a, you know, the highest scoring offense and, you know, the number one – you got Peyton as the MVP. You got these superstars on that side of the ball. And I know that – I know that we, we got spoiled with that. You know what I mean? As a defense, we were spoiled because we could give up a play here, give up a play there. It wasn't a big deal. The offense would cover for us. Well, when the offense is not covering for you – you have to make those stops. And that's what we made a choice in 2015. Like, look, our offense isn't rolling like we're used to. So it's time for us to, to you know, we got to, it's time to nut up or shut up, man. We got to come out here and make stops and get turnovers and set it up so they get, can get easy points and score on defense. And, you know, we just got to, we got to keep doing that stuff. And, you know, obviously injury is taken, taken into account. You don't have the same guys out there. This COVID stuff, we didn't have the same kind of time as, you know, like, like a Kansas city who's been together for, you know, how many years. And, you know, that's, that's huge building, building trust and knowing how the guy beside you works and mm-hmm. how they play and, you know, what they're thinking and knowing each other's families. We haven't got to do any of that stuff, you know, because of COVID. So, you know, it takes, it takes years to build a, a championship team. You know what I mean? Sometimes a team will come in and boom, win it. But, you know, it, you saw last year, you know, you got this great football team, one of the best in franchise history, you know, a, record-setting offense and then still all it takes is for one team to beat you at the right time and then it's it's all for nothing right i feel like that should be the motto of the week this week nut up or shut up (laughs) (laughs) that's the motto all right how how uh how do you tackle derrick henry i mean the guy's two inches shorter than you and what like 20 pounds 30 pounds lighter than you i mean this this guy's like a linebacker running at you how do you tackle derrick henry it's like a defense. It really is. It's like an outside linebacker with the football in his hand. Uh, you know, he, the guy's a, the guy's a, a freak. You know, he won two rushing titles, and it's, that's not for no reason. Um, you know, so he does a good job. When you tackle this guy, you got to tackle him at his at his waist. You got to tackle his waist. You can't if you go up high, he's going to stiff arm you in the face, and you're going to be you're going to be on top. You know, Sports Center top ten. <laughs> so you know, you got to tackle him at his waist. And you got to respect him as a player because, you know, if, if you let up, he's going to, he's going to run you over, you know, he's going to come downhill and he's going to put his helmet right in your chest and run you over. Right. So, or he's going to stiff arm you on the edge. Like it's one of those guys where you have to, you have to come with everything you got, you know, and drive your legs when you get, get a hold of him. I kind of feel like he's a little bit like Lamar in that every week when teams go to face Lamar, they're like, I don't want to end up on the Lamar Jackson mixtape. Okay. I don't want to have my ankles broken. And it's the same thing with Derrick Henry, except with the stiff arm. Well, you know, I think with Lamar, it's, it's kind of like how Cam was in 2015 when he was the MVP. 
you know, he was Dan, you know, he was making people right. look silly, running people over and, you know, run, taking, you know, throwing the ball, running the ball, doing everything and making everybody look, look silly. Yeah. And uh, when it came time for the Super Bowl, you know, we were like, look, man, we're, nobody's going to look like that. So <laughs> you're making an emphasis to, to hit him and you see what people are doing to, to Lamar, man. They're like, you know, making it an emphasis to like hit him and they're trying to, Mm-hmm. Like you know, I wouldn't say they're targeting him, but they're you know they're trying to make sure they get him to the ground by any means necessary. It's swarming right. him. You know that's how you get guys like that. You got to swarm him. You know, you have to have the all eleven guys on defense. See ball, get ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think of your first year in Baltimore? What do you think of the the team, the organization, just your whole experience? I, obviously, it's a weird year. You mentioned COVID, and so it, you can't really like go out and do much of anything. But just what what are your impressions about being here for your first season? You know, I, I love the organization, you know, I love being in the building. Like I, you know, I love coming to work every day. Um, you know, I, I, there's nothing I could say that there's nothing bad I have to say about it. You know, all good stuff. It's, you know, it's a great work environment The you know, it's a family environment. You know, they treat you like family around here. So, um, you know, it's, it's been really pleasant for me. Nice. And, uh, do you get, I saw Pat Ricard had his DoorDash stolen. When you order, when you order food, <laughs> around Baltimore, you, you got to watch it apparently now. <laughs> you got to watch your food, man. <laughs> COVID times. It's crazy. Right now during COVID. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how has it been for you, you know, just dealing with, with all this away from the field and like all that entails, not being able to explore the city at all, you know, all that stuff, especially as a new guy, it's got to be weird. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm a homebody. I don't really like to go do anything. Anyways, it's more my wife. Like my wife, like forces me kind of to go do something. <laughs> I, I mean, no, I wouldn't say kind of. She definitely like. <laughs> oh, I tell, she's like an outside cat, right? Like, you if you take an outside cat, like yeah, they enjoy being in the house, you know, for a little while, but they start getting crazy and tearing things up whenever you keep them in the house for too long. So you got. Right. So that's that. You know, that's like that's my wife. You know, she does not like to be in the house. She wants to be out doing stuff and being active and. You know me, I'm active all day at work, so I want to come home and chill. So, you know me, I don't mind it. Uh, but I would say the, you know, the hardest part of the COVID stuff is like spending weeks and months at a time away from my family. Mm. You know, because you know she stays back in Denver and you know comes out every now and then. But you know during flu season, I don't expect her to bring my you know one and a half year old daughter here on a plane, get her sick. You know, it's just it's what's best for her. Right. And uh, you know that's the hardest part, man, just being away from my kids. Yeah, it's tough. That's mm-hmm. tough. Hmm. Well, we hope that, unfortunately for you, that you're away from a little bit longer because we got to go to the playoffs. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but yeah, you you'll you have know. plenty of times after February 4th or whatever the Super Bowl date is. Spend as much time as possible. Go wherever you need to go after after that Super Bowl date, whatever that is. I mean, it's it's not to me. It's you know any anything good. Nothing good comes without sacrifice. So you know, if I have to sacrifice you know, a little bit, you know, hopefully my daughter's still young enough that she won't remember that, you know, I'm gone. You know, she's, I get to FaceTime her, you know, a couple of times a day, but you know, that's pretty worthless because she's not trying to be on a FaceTime call. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I do, you know, it's, it's really like after work, you know, coming home after, you know, like yesterday, I just really wanted to see my daughter, you know, and it was like, I just hold her, you know, but yeah. Yeah, I'll get over it. It'll be fine. It'll, all be, it'll, all, you know, this will, this will fly by, and it'll just be a little blip. Hey, mm-hmm. man, you can always come down to the Mink household. I need some babysitting. You can hold some, <laughs> you can hold some children down here. I'm telling I'm you. I'm not trying to be around anybody else's kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not gonna say I don't like kids, but I don't like other people's kids. Dang. <laughs> Good try, Mink. Good try. You're, keep, keep looking for someone. 
Well, thank you, Derek. We appreciate you coming on, man. No problem. But I'll, I'll babysit for, you know, $20 an hour. Oh, well, now this <laughs> is not a bad price. I, I, that's not a bad price, but I'm an incredibly cheap man. So. 20 bucks an hour, and I need, a, I need three meals a day. Oh, three meals. We can make that happen. I make some nice banana pancakes. I'm telling Ooh. you. Oh, I got it. lured me in there with the pancakes. You might be down to eighteen. It might be down to eighteen dollars an hour. Yeah, that might have right. bumped price back down. <laughs> we'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. All right, deal. All right, thanks, Derek. This season, when you trade up to Ram Trucks, you're getting power, luxury, and technology like you never imagined. You don't become the back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year for nothing. And with the Ram 1500, you can get a lot of everything. Rear legroom, a reconfigurable center console, it's all available now, plus you get a lot more storage. Or you could also trade up to the Ram 3500 and get 410 standard horsepower in a gas engine. For these great deals and to find out more, go to ram.com today. All right, well, really good stuff from Derek. I'm telling you, though, Garrett, COVID has really brought out the inner chef in me. It doesn't stop. At banana pancakes. <laughs> that's that's a, where that's where it begins, my friend. Well, I would hope that that isn't the, the dinner dish. I I assume oh. that that's where it starts. Well, there's nothing wrong with a little pancakes for dinner. Come on, breakfast for dinner is also pretty fun. It is. It is. Even when you're high, an adult. What's your uh, What's your go-to dinner dish, Chef I, Ryan? I I am making some nice shrimp tacos these days. Mm. Some nice butter garlic shrimp. Fry it up a little bit with a little basil in there. Then do a, a taco, melted cheese on there, put it on the griddle, get a little melted cheese, tomato, avocado. Ooh. My shrimp tacos are pretty dope. That's I got some I got some good rosemary, pork, and chicken dishes that I've been whipping up recently. Mm. I'm telling you, you should make reservations at Shea Mink. Well, t- I'll tell you what. Um, what I've got going at my house for me is the uh, is the smoke shack. I got a smoker. This Really? Yeah. So the pork, the pulled pork. Uh, smoked chicken, really? That oh yeah, nice. It's it's great. Well, you make the big bucks. You got the smoker. You <laughs> the make the big bucks. This was uh, this was an an- this is an anniversary gift from my wife. So she got me the smoker, and it's been uh, it's been a great it's been a great move of uh, of COVID. Yeah, definitely a- expanding my culinary horizons. I guess. Okay. All right. I like it. You know what I miss is Victory tr- Food Truck Tuesday. Victory yeah. Tuesday. Oh, oh that's. That's the biggest downfall of, of oh, everything. That I used to feed my family for a week. <laughs> I know. Not having that, that, that has hit hard. That has hit hard. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, all right, moving on. We got an email here from Zach Lynn. It says, hey, Garrett and Ryan, it's your favorite Indiana listener again. This Titans matchup has gotten to my head. After how we ended our season last year with them, it's worrisome thinking about playing them again after such a horrible moment in our Ravens fan life. What's your thoughts on a nice email, big... Zach? Really, really, really cheering us up here. <laughs> What's the question? What's your thoughts on a big Ravens revenge game yeah. versus King Henry and his guys? Is well, this, are the Ravens going to exact revenge? Do you feel the revenge? What do you think, Garrett? Well, I, I do think it's worth noting that players, you know, Lamar Jackson said he's not looking at it as a revenge. Oh, game. that's a bunch of baloney. Yeah, I know. Um, That's about you, you. Were you actually buying that? Well, here's here's what I, I here here's okay. A couple Derek Wolf that. is talking about it being a revenge game, and he wasn't on the team. I, if, if the Ravens win on Sunday, it's not going to make me feel any better about what happened in January. So no, it obviously. doesn't like it's not like it avenges it, but it sure it's 
that it that taste in our mouths from January is going to be very prevalent when the Ravens take the field on Sunday. I I think that just like I thought going into that game, I think this is one that the Ravens should win. I do think, as we spent a lot of time talking with Derek about, that stopping the run is first and foremost, and that is going to be tough. Like, who knows if Brandon Williams and Clay Campbell are able to play? If they're not, it's going to be a lot on Derek. It's going to be a lot on Justin Ellis. Young guys, Justin Matabike, like Roger Washington, like that's a lot on these young players and the linebackers, Patrick Queen, Malik Harrison. So, um, I don't think it's going to come easy. I think that it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be very close. And, I think the offense has to have a day, and I think they have to have a day through the air. Yeah, I think the offense has to have a day because the Titans are going to limit possessions. So you have to be sharp execution-wise on offense, and you have to get touchdowns. You can't get field goals because the Titans are going to run the ball 50 times. Yeah. And they're going to just milk that clock and, and play a time of possession game. And, yeah, that and, and if they can get up early and then milk the clock with the run game, it's tough. It's it's going to be trouble. Trouble. Well, yeah, I mean, Mike Vrabel is a smart guy. He's watching what happened on Sunday Night Football and seeing yep. how – Belichick and with Damian Harris just pound the ball on the ground, run, run, run. He's going to try to do the same thing, yep. uh, obviously with Henry. So yeah, and he's got a little bit of a bigger weapon to wield in that battle than Damian I, Harris. I, I think if the Ravens win this game, I think this is the Hollywood get on track game. Ooh, I like the page, that. The, the, or the uh, the Titans are twenty eighth in the league as a pass defense, so they're susceptible to giving up some big plays in the passing game. And the Ravens took some shots. You know, you've been saying on the podcast all year, take oh, some gosh. shots, take some shots, take some shots. They took two shots, 0 for 2, one of them got picked off. Yep. So, what? The, you know, they took them last week. It just didn't happen. I, I think that this could be I'm a not week. out on Hollywood, though. I am not out. Everybody's really down on Hollywood right now. Yeah. I've, around Baltimore. I'm not, I am not joining in on that parade. Look, mm-hmm. look, the guy hasn't had the explosive season that we all expected because we were looking at his Instagram videos yeah. and, and you know, saying this guy was going to be a beast. And that's disappointing. And he thought he was going to have it. He predicted he would. All that stuff. It hasn't been that. But, like, the guy's still leading the team in reception. Now, I get it. The passing offense hasn't been that great. But it's not like he's had a terrible year, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, there were some definitely some good games early on. In the season opener against Cleveland, I thought he looked really good. I'm not throwing in the towel. Part of it I is think, also. I think this I think, is the get. I think this is the get right game for him. I do. I I, I, I think I, I like that. He his best catch of his career was in that playoff game, that one hander. I think that was that might have been. I mean, that might have been the best game overall. Like when the yeah. Ravens needed to come back, he was making tough catches. It's true. They were feeding him the ball. He was he was going across the middle. Like he just played well in that game. It's true. Um, and so mm-hmm. I, I think that. There's going to be a continuation of that. So put it on the books, baby. You going to start him in fantasy this week? If I had him, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely would. Uh, all right, We're, we'll put you down on the books for that. I like that. I, yeah. I'm, I'm in on that as well. Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody, and uh, we will be back with you after the big revenge win. <laughs>